Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch, and this is a podcast of conversations with doctors, developers, and decision makers that are playing in the Australian health tech scene today. With me on the show today is Amy Azagul. Amy is the Director of Practice Partners, a group of healthcare business consultants helping clinics achieve their goals of profitability and growth. Amy has a wealth of experience in all aspects of running a medical centre. She has an MBA specialising in finance and a diploma in practice management, so she knows her stuff when it comes to running a successful medical practice. Hey, Amy, how are you doing? Hi, Peter. How are you going? Thank you for having me. No worries. Thanks for for making the time. Um, hey, you you um before we get started, because I just realised it it I often hear you you doing videos or or webinars or something, <laughs> interviewing other people and and making them answer the hard questions. So it's uh, it must exactly be refreshing right. being on that side. <laughs> the tables have turned. <laughs> but uh, no, it's nice to be on this side this time. So. Yeah. I get to ask the questions. Well, you, if there's a question you need to ask me, then feel free to do so. <laughs> um, no, but it, it, like we, we'll be talking all about, um, you know, what you guys do at Practice Partners and a little bit about um, uh, uh, how you perform your services. So we'll delve into that. But firstly, tell me more about Practice Partners and what you guys do. Great. So um, Practice Partners has been around for about 18 months at the moment. So Practice Partners as a brand is relatively new. Um, I, however, have been doing this for quite a few years, about 15, 16 years. Um, and with the team that we've established there at Practice Partners, there's there's over 30 to 35 years experience in practice management. But it really comes down to four pillars of Practice Partners, uh, we call them. So the first one is this educational piece, which is the podcast, webinars, um, educational coaching and mentoring one-on-one. That's one pillar there. And we, we've, that's, that's kind of around looking at GPs, specialists, allied dental, and also healthcare investors, people that would like to invest in healthcare but have never run a healthcare business. Um, the second pillar is this virtual practice management, which we'll speak a bit more on um, today as well. But virtual practice management really in a nutshell is running that practice virtually and it can come in many forms, which is we can just be helping out with the HR or the bookkeeping and accounting, or we can do everything right through from strategic planning, coaching and mentoring, hiring, firing staff, for instance. So it can come in various forms depending on the practice. Um, the third pillar is startups. So we have a lot of uh, healthcare investors and GP specialists, allies and dental that come to us and would like to start up their first practice or maybe multiple practices um, that they have and, and like a, an approach where we're building a brand for them um, over multiple sites. So we can do everything from finding that site for them right through to training their staff and getting them accredited about eight months in of operation. So um, it takes, again, different forms. Um, and the fourth pillar is something that is definitely um, becoming more and more aggressive in the market is this healthcare development. A lot of developers uh, with spaces that could potentially be healthcare come to us to develop into a medical centre, a multidisciplinary site, a day surgery, hybrid hospital, it, again, various forms, but what we will do there is a feasibility on it and also facilitate putting those subleases in place. So we can take it right through to educating our clients on how to run the business, finding a site, running it for them um, well into the future. So it, it, it's a bit of a 360 approach at Practice yeah. Partners. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I guess I've, I've seen that a little bit too in, in the past where 
doctors or any professional for that matter it doesn't have to just be a doctor but obviously very good at what they do and and and, and very focused on that that's been their their, their focus for, for many years and either don't have the confidence or, or 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 have the confidence and that's the even scarier one is when when they really feel like they have the the, the ability to run a business themselves and and and, and don't um and mm-hmm. and then they 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 fall in that trap so i guess that that makes sense to have have you guys as a partner through that that process yeah, I think we we found, and this is probably where practice partners is my my passion here. Is you see a lot of practitioners uh, in all different specialties come out of med school, um, and it's been years and years studying their PhD in whatever specialty that they just decides for them. Mm. And unfortunately, there's no element of business. And whether they decide to embark on a big um, company or practice or they decide that they would like to be a contractor, they're still effectively running a business. Um, and the knowledge base there is something that they need to go out and learn themselves. Um, it's very hard to learn it on the job. You've done years of study, you want to hit the ground running and make some money, start seeing patients, build that patient base. But then they've always got to put a hold on it and do further study to learn how to run that business effectively. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where that educational piece really comes in. Got it. Got it. So, so a part of one of those pillars was the virtual practice management piece you spoke about. Tell me a little bit more about that because that sounds pretty interesting to me. Yeah, and and exactly that's how it's kind of came about with the practitioners not having the full knowledge base about how to run the business. Um, so we really come in virtual practice management can come in different forms. Um, a lot of the times we'll have whether they're new or existing practices, they will have a makeup of staff. So they may have a practice manager on the ground or a senior receptionist on the ground um, and also a bookkeeper and an accountant um, and sometimes some other mentor or, or coach that assists them in running that business. Now, if you factor in all those wages and all those costs, um, it becomes quite extravagant when you're having a look at, okay, so there's four people I need to 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 run my business. How am I going to run this effectively? I'm really just concentrating on seeing patients. And in some cases, they'll focus the business owners, practice principals or managers will focus on the clinical side a lot because that's that's what they do best, that's their passion, and the business unfortunately falls down. Or they might sink themselves into further study and educate them on how to run the business and they spend a lot of time on that and the clinical falls down, which is where the money comes in. So the virtual practice management really encases the business management, financials, operations, Um, accounting, bookkeeping, HR, marketing, overall growth and profitability of the practice into one virtual service. Now, how we do that is we can work with the the structures that are in place at the moment. We can work with their accountant, their bookkeeper or their practice manager, or we can take that all on ourselves. So it really is, virtual practice manager isn't a cookie cutter approach. It doesn't have, I can't say that it's going to work, what works for one practice works for another practice, but what it does is allows them, and our little tagline is, allows them to work in the business while we work on it. Mm-hmm. So they do what they do best, um, and we are that umbrella that sits above them to be able to assist them in that strategic planning approach um, and all of the elements really is of a business management. Yeah, yeah. What, what What's some of the technology you use to to enable all of that? Um, is it just a, a phone and an email or is it a bit more, more sophisticated than that? Yeah, so we do. Uh, it, 
Again, it varies and depending on what the practice needs. So especially in the initial three months of us coming on board at a practice, we'll do site visits. Um, sometimes they're fortnightly, sometimes they're monthly to really get to know the team as well. So you'll see a component of us to come in and meet everybody on the team. It's really important that it is, is a team approach to meet the doctors and also meet face-to-face -face, um, the practice principal, the owner of that practice. But in terms of the technology, so the platforms that we use vary um, we like obviously the Myob or Zero, depending on which they'd like to use. We're predominantly zero based. Um, we use Receipt Bank to log in with that with our bookkeeping and accounting, and also their PMS is really important. Yeah. We use a cloud-based system also to house our policy and procedures to allow for both access to the and updates practice in education, learning and compliance, and then the execution piece as well. So there is cloud-based systems that will plug into their system uh, in the practice that we can actually access also, which is like a point of call. Zoom is our best friend. We use Zoom quite a bit um, with our practices. At least once or twice a week, we'll get on Zoom to talk to them. And it's a face-to-face -face, face -face approach. Mm. We're always on phone and always on email. Um, but what we'd like to do is be able to have a look at that practice without actually interrupting the day-to-day -day flow. So we also have IT integrated systems like surgical partners to assist with doctor's pays. So we also ourselves being practice partners, we partner with other businesses that have these IT technologies as well to be able to better utilise our skills in an overall management of the practice. But these are surgical partners, for instance, have great knowledge around doctor's pays and reconciliation. Mm. We tack that program in or IT integration in and we use that to assist us to manage the practice. Um, we work with a company, MLPC, which we've developed a new platform together. It's called C-Suite. It's a dynamic KPI platform that allows both the practice partners and the practice in real time to have a look at the, the reports and we customise those reports based on our strategic plan that we've placed as well. So it means that we can log in and plug into a system without the practice actually being affected. We don't have to ask questions. We have a look at what where we're going in real time and then we can provide them with some feedback and guidance along the way. It's almost preempting what's going to happen before it happens. Um, yep. We use a forecasting model through that as well. So we are able to have a look not only financially but operationally how the operations affect the finance. So we have a bit of a saying where we the facts are the financials. So when we're forecasting forward, we're having a look. And that's why it's important for us to have access to things like zero receipt bank assist with that. Um, in cases like the DKPI, it has a bank link that plugs in. We don't have access to the bank, but it does plug in to allow us to see real-time cash flow. Mm. Um, helps us with bookkeeping and managing that. Um, and we also, they're the facts, and, and where I'm going with this is they're the facts and behind that's the operations. And for us, that's the narrative. So we have the operational side of thing, which is a narrative. It's, it's um, the marketing strategic plan. It could be um, taking on more GPs, fee generation, reducing expenses. That's yeah. our narrative, um, our facts there. So our narrative uh, affects our facts, which is our financials. And that's why it's important for us to be able to plug and see both aspects of the business at a glance. Um, and I think that's the benefit there of the virtual practice management um, because you do have the day-to-day -day running of the practice that tends to get into the way of really honing in on those financial aspects of the business. So fortunately, the practice managers at the moment or the doctor who's running the practice gets stuck um, in the, the fee generation or the financial generating of the practice. Mm. They don't look at the narrative so much or they tend to think about the narrative but don't relate it back to those facts that we're actually seeing on a month-to-month -month P&L report. Yeah, right. How, how big are you guys or, or where where are your customers are, are you, or your clinics? Are they all like – 
CBD clinics or are you helping the, the, the regional and remotes that, 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 that can't find people or is it a, a, a everything in between? Or is it what, what yeah. what's your spread? <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> um, yeah. We do have uh, consultants on the East Coast, so Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. We are at being virtual, we're everywhere. Um, so yeah. we have clients that are very rural and remote, being that we can access them. We may go in and visit them initially. Um, we'll schedule visits throughout the year as well. We provide education and guidance through these virtual platforms, and that's the benefit of it. Um, they then get access to the education, the coaching and the mentoring, um, the virtual practice management aspects, the same as anyone would anywhere in Australia. So it doesn't matter where you are, we can work with you. Um, we do. We are going to soon have consultants in Perth as well, which means that they're, they're the ones that are, have the ability to go out to the practice if need be. Um, but look, a lot of ours is online. So wherever we are, wherever you are in Australia, we can work with you. Yeah, okay. Um, I, that sounds really, really cool for a doctor, and 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 I'd be pretty excited if I was a um, working in a clinic and I'd be able to, you know, partner with with someone who who knows their stuff and I can focus on what I do. Um, should I be nervous if I was a practice manager with you guys around, or is it like are you replacing the practice manager, or how does that work? Not at all, not at all. Um, so with the practice managers, um, we, I mean, they day, if you think about and break it down to their day-to-day -day duties, they are very, very busy. I've been a practice manager myself and I've managed multiple practice managers. And, you know, if you think about their day-to-day -day jobs of running the practice, you know, staff calling in sick, the management of the patients, doctors and staff throughout the day, um, IT, for example, printers going down, phones not ringing, there's so much day-to-day -day stuff that it, it really is hard for them to set time aside to look at the business. Hmm. And on top of all that, having a degree in business or having that commercial um, sense or knowledge there, um, it doesn't come, you don't know what you don't know. So in terms of the practice managers, we work with practice managers all the time. In fact, a lot of our practices that we're doing this virtual practice management have practice managers in place. Right. Now, in that case, we'll coach and mentor them and help them build that knowledge base around the financial side. Um, as I mentioned before, it's not a cookie cutter approach. Um, we ideally like to have a senior receptionist and or practice manager. Title you know, really doesn't matter for us. It's more the tasks behind it. Yeah. Um, we like to have someone on the ground because it does allow them to be those coffee makers, those, my printer's broken down, can you help me? Um, people are calling in sick and they need to fill a roster. That's a set, like a senior receptionist role. Um, if we have a practice manager and, and we want to increase their, their knowledge base, we'll set a project time base and it might be that we stick around for coaching and mentoring for six to 12 months and get them up to where they need to be to fully support that practice and then we can move away. So it is something that we can work with. Um, our ideal is not to run the practice for the rest of the practices um, yeah. We want to be able to set them up so that they have a full knowledge base and that practice can run without us being there. Hmm. If they don't have a practice manager in, on board, that's when we fully encase the virtual practice management and we can do everything from HR um, to bookkeeping and accounting, strategic planning and forecasting. So hmm. it is a different element for each and every practice. But our ideal there is not to get rid of anyone. Um, it's to make sure that we're having a look at what they do best building their knowledge base and making them a better practice manager or assigning a senior receptionist to someone on the ground. Yeah, okay. Something I've noticed in at least more from a software vendor perspective in, in healthcare in Australia, um, 
it would be amazing if we could do like everything remotely in terms of training, in terms of support, in terms of um, generally being there for healthcare providers when when um, uh, supporting a, a piece of software they might use. But in the end, healthcare in Australia requires you to physically go out to clinics and you know stand next to them and and show them what's happening on the screen or or, or see it at, you know happening in their environment. It doesn't matter how many times you can team viewer in or or, mm-hmm. or zoom in. You you need to physically be there. And there's always that element of well, um, it's much nicer when I have someone in front of me to be able to work with them. People still still feel that so. When your business solely relies on, you know, well, when that element of your business solely relies on mm. on being virtual, um, yes, mm-hmm. you can go out. But is that like a scalable model for you? Or how do you how do you overcome that? Or are you, or I guess there's two questions there. Mm. How do you overcome that? But also, are you finding mm. that it's in Australia, it's it's where where we're shifting. There's a greater acceptance of that, or um, are we? Is it something we just have to deal with in this industry? Yeah. So we're, I'm finding is. Again, there's probably, like you said, two elements there. Um, We're finding that uh, everyone's busy. So we're finding that even trying to come out to a practice at times, they get wrapped up in all the things that are happening at the time. So in in most cases, we'll come out to a practice and you'll sit down with a practice manager and unfortunately, Jenny on the front desk is calling sick. The doctor's printer's not working in room two. The phones are ringing and, oh my God, I haven't paid this bill, so I've got to get on and do that. Do you mind? And it, I, I also and laugh because every every practice manager in Australia is called Jenny. But anyway, that's a sign. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. So, <laughs> we have a, quite a few Jennies actually. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, you know, I find that um, whilst, yes, hands-on, and that's why we always uh, are checking in on our practices. When we say we're virtual practice management, it doesn't mean you never see us. Um, it is that we can run everything virtually, but we will check in to our practices. Like I said, some are fortnightly, some are monthly. Um, some, we don't see them for three months. Um, and we might do a face-to-face, which is a quarterly review, uh, and the rest is done online. Some people are high touch, some people are low touch. And it really is dependent on how much work needs to be done. So it isn't a cookie cutter approach. Um, but when you're doing the coaching and mentoring, we are finding because there is a lot of that day-to-day going on, especially at the front desk with the staff, staff inductions, for instance, there's a quite a bit of one-on-one time, which means double receptionists at a time. It means, um, you know, staff overheads are through the roof. You might then find out that they need a refresher in a few weeks, um, trying to teach someone how to do a specific task. They may not be there on the day that you're there. So we will always, whether we do a Zoom call or whether we do an educational video, we'll provide a recording so that any in the, anyone in the practice at a time that suits them can go over that as well. So when I'm going through something with a practice manager and I'm on a Zoom call, I will actually record that, send it to them with some notes for them to look on later. But also with the induction, with the training of staff, it's good to actually get on and record what we're, what we're training them on and show them on our system, dialing into their system and recording what we're doing so that they can then go and practice that. Now that means you're not having to have one of the other staff members on, so it reduces the amount that you're paying for an additional staff member to do this induction, but also means that they can look back on it. So if they're not taking in everything, and I know you're probably the same, you go to conferences and you sit there for a whole day, and I would have to say about 60% of that, probably even closer to 80, 60 to 80%, you don't really take on. I get tired, <laughs> I zone out, <laughs> look at the birds out the window. And there's so many things that might go in the day-to-day. 
that really, in most cases, I walk away and go, I wish I had a recording of that. Yeah, yeah. So it is changing because people are busy and we're respecting that and we understand that a medical centre is busy. Being virtual still has the, the face-to-face if needed, if and when needed, but also allows them to take that away and do it at a time that suits them. Yeah, okay, got it, got it. So what's next for you guys then, practice partners <laughs> more broadly? There's a, there's a bit going on at, at the moment where we're really um, excited about all of the technology. Um, telemedicine is on its way. As we know, um, having a part in teleradiology coming up in the future, which would be exciting. Cool. Um, a lot of coaching and mentoring opportunities for us. Um, we've started our own podcast and we're getting excited about that. We're um, forever doing educational webinars and videos. We're also starting to get all of our consultants on board too and really offer a different uh, perspective on virtual practice management. So we're trying to encourage um, more of the every every day when we're going out to visits and we're meeting practices and we're talking about different things to get on and, and do an educational video. For us, we want to move into a realm where we're offering, we are people that offer a library of information about business and it should be free and it should be something that they can go and look back on and if they need it haven't need any further advice or questions based on their practice individually that's when they can reach out so for us we're really going to be centering ourselves around that educational piece mm. um, there is also a platform coming up uh, we've got a collaboration with Praxhub um, Praxhub is already an online clinical library um, which is free for practitioners to join um, We'll be doing a management base on that as well. So we'll be we'll be heading up the business side educational library with them also. So that's really exciting and that'll be launching later on in the year. Geez, a lot's going on. That's great. That's good. Mm. Well, well, <laughs> look, Amy, <laughs> yes, no, that's good. Look, um Amy, I'll I'll put the links and everything in the show notes from from the podcast, but but from from your side, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with if they want to have a chat? So you can head to our website um, or we're very prominent on LinkedIn as well. You also, I'm sure you'll put up my email address. Feel free to email direct. Um, my team or myself will be in contact with you. We, we look at getting back to you within 24 hours of any email that comes through. So we'll get in contact. We always set up a free consultation. Um, it's usually a 45-minute phone conversation. We'll just get to know you and your practice a bit more. Uh, once we have a, a good idea about where you're going or where you'd like to head, then we can... Um, arrange a site visit and be able to talk to you a bit more specifically about what your needs are. Wicked. Amy, thanks so much for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Go do some stuff on our socials and website, share it with some people and give us a nice review and a five-star rating because it all helps to spread the word and get people talking. Until next time, I'm out of here. <laughs>